What's up, everybody? We got the green light. I don't know who kept asking it for it. I don't know if it was James or who, but we got the dumb green light going. That means it's a go. All things a go. See, red means we got to stop the live stream. Something's happened. We've been Hillary Clinton. Wi-Fi is down. I don't know. Something along those lines. Green means we're good to go. All right. So, so stop it, James. Knock it off already. I put I put green one time. I don't know what the guy's big deal is. What's the big deal, James? But uh, what's up, everybody? Uh, first and foremost, starting off strong this morning, uh, we already have our first donation, Yo-Yo from Super Ham. I don't know if this means what's up, Anthony, or if this means that he loves Yo-Yos. Either way, I'm just going to assume the both. What's up, brother? And then good luck on your Yo-Yo championship. Um, but what's up, everybody? Uh, and he's not even here, bro. Come on. How are you going to show up? And then it's like, you know what I'm saying, dude? You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, thank you, man. I appreciate appreciate the love. Um, lots going on today, ladies and gentlemen. Woke up to a lot of breaking news. Everything seems to be happening so fast, so quickly. I guess time flies. Um, but welcome back to Tuesday. This is Informed Daily. I am your host, Anthony Cabasa. It's your boy. Welcome back. This is Tuesday, July 25th, year of our Lord, 2023. There's times I want to say 24, but we're not there just yet. What's up, Superham? What's up, Brittany? Uh, what's up, Nicole? What's up, Danette? What's up, Danny? What's up, Sarah? What's up, everybody? <laughs> Welcome back, everyone. Glad that you can join us. Hope you got your coffee mugs ready. It's gonna be it's gonna be a doozy. I was looking at just maybe doing like two or three reports, and then everything started breaking like in the last hour, hour and a half. So there's there's just a lot going on. And then last night, of course, we had uh, Speaker McCarthy talking about the impossible impeachment of President Joe Biden. Mm, that's gonna be interesting. That's going to be interesting. Let's see here. Actually, before we even get that started, I want to make sure Twitter with its X logo, dude. You know what I mean? Kind of, you know, X. Let's see. Speaker McCarthy. I just want to make sure that I have the video lined up also for you guys. There we go. Nice. <clears throat> Able to get that really quick. Um, hopefully, everyone is doing okay. Hopefully everyone has been surviving this heat wave, which really sucks, by the way. This heat wave is kind of crazy, man. Um, you know, uh, Nicole says mine still isn't an X. I know that it's uh, I know for the desktop version, uh, it's an X. And then I, I know that for your app, however, it hasn't moved from the little Twitter logo over to the X. Yeah, because on, on, on my app. It still shows everything Twitter logo, and it still says Twitter when you go to open up the app, but it's it's on the uh, desktop version. So if you're using the desktop version, you should be seeing that um, uh, the, the Twitter X. It, it happens every single time because I, I use my desktop for Twitter. It's just a lot of it. 105 in Houston. Yeah, but you know what, man? That's Houston for you. You know what I mean? Like we, we have perfect weather all year round in California, and this Sunday actually um, – it, it was hot and humid, hot and humid. It was humid here in Southern California. And I told myself, bro, we pay way too much in taxes to be Texas or Florida right now. It was miserable. I couldn't sleep. I kept tossing and turning. I don't want to leave the air conditioning all night. I don't know if that's how you guys deal with it in Texas and Florida. 
I was miserable, man. Miserable. I'm like, bro, I literally feel like I'm living in Florida right now. This is hell. Hell. I, I've been to Florida. I've been to Texas, dude, in the scorching heat. I don't mind hot. Like, I can bear, you know, I was telling you guys, I, we went to the pool as a family, and we went to uh, Hurricane Harbor uh, uh, recently uh, with, with the family. It was like 100 plus those days. It was beautiful. No no sunburns, nothing. Got a nice little bronze tan out of it. It was it was amazing. It was great. I don't mind dry heat. I can be out on the desert just fine. I, I go running in 100 degree plus weather, not even lying. But when it gets humid, when it starts turning into Texas or Florida, that's when the misery is there. It's like, bro, I don't know how people voluntarily live in these conditions. Now, I will say, obviously, to each their own. Obviously, I'm sure you guys have all adapted to your hometowns, to your new places where you fled California from, or just your native state, right? I'm sure you've already dealt with it. But I, the, the thing with me is I think I have PTSD. And what I mean by that is when I was a sailor, when I was a coastie, when I was in the military, a lot of our operations took us through the Panama Canal around that area, and we would basically do the entire Pacific or the Gulf of Mexico. I don't know if you guys know anything about Panama or Central America around that region, the jungles of what all that entails. It is extremely hot and humid, just like Texas. I would actually argue it's more hot and humid down there when you're on a ship. And so you guys got to understand one thing. For months at a time while we were deployed, it was hot and humid every single day. And you felt it. It would be winter up here. We, we'd go patrol down there. We'd be doing anti-drug trafficking, anti-human trafficking operations down in the Pacific, down by Mexico, down by uh, Panama, Central America, South America. It was hot and humid all the time. And the air conditioning in those ships don't work that well. It's more of like a, an exhaust system. So you were hot and humid all the time. You would take a shower and in 10 minutes, you're sweating again. And I mean, you're drenched in sweat. On top of that, you need to understand, I was a cook. So here I was cooking three to four meals a day in an already hot and humid. There would be times where it would be so hot and we were all drenched in sweat. There were mandatory showers for all cooks. Like meaning, you're not just taking a shower once a day. Oh, no, no, no. And also, by the way, if you've never been on a ship before, there's water conservation because there's only so much water that your osmosis tank system is producing a day. So many gallons, 300 plus people on, on these ships, right? 150, whatever the case might be. There's only so much water. The only people that were allowed to take showers as frequently as they could. I'm sure the higher ups, of course, the captain, the executive officer. Some higher ranking people, right? Never got in trouble because they're the high ranking officers. But as far as enlisted goes, it was the cooks. And that is because engineers, I could argue, were probably in a hotter environment around machinery all day, whatever the case might be. But as cooks, you don't want your cooks sweating all over your food. That's disgusting. So that's what I mean by I have PTSD. So on Sunday, it was hot and humid. And flashbacks just started coming in. You know what I mean? Like not of war because I was never in war, but flashbacks of me living on that ship because you went to sleep drenched in sweat and you woke up drenched in sweat. Maybe not the prettiest picture, right? And there's like 
20 plus people to a birthing area, you know, whatever the case might be, 20 sailors just racked up on top of each other. And it was horrible. And I promised myself that once I left the military or once I left these ships that I now miss, of course, because that's just the way everything works, right? You miss these things once you're finally gone. And and looking back, you're like, man, you know what? Those were tough times, but they were fun. You know, we, we may do. Um, I promised myself I would never live in a hellhole ever again, meaning I would never move anywhere where it's hot and humid. Tennessee, hot and humid. Florida, hot and humid. Georgia, hot and humid. I've lived in North Carolina before. I did live in North Carolina for a short period of time when I turned 18. My dad moved out there with his then wife. I moved out there for a short amount of time before I joined the military. Hot and humid. Never want to do hot and humid. I would even argue that those of you who live in Texas and Florida, I'm just going to go ahead and call it right now. We can argue about this all day. That's fine. I'll see you over on the Telegram chat after the show today. Sure. I would even argue no one of you know what real hot and humid is unless you've patrolled off of Panama during their summer inside of a ship as a cook or an engineer where already it's hot and humid all the time and the AC doesn't work. So if you're in Texas and and maybe there's a couple of you like laughing, you know what I mean? Like saying like, oh, Anthony would never survive in Texas. That's not true because I survived inside of a metal ship by the Panama Canal and it was hot and humid. So I would actually argue, wow, I can't believe I'm about to claim this. I am way tougher than any Texan or Southern state person or, or Florida. Wow. That's, that's another plus one for California. Californians are just built different, bro. I, I, I don't know what to say. Ladies and gentlemen, we're built different out here. We're built different. Texas has nothing. Texas heat has nothing on those months that I spent on a ship deployed as a cook in the hot and humid jungles of Panama patrolling outside of there. I can't believe I'm saying that. I used to think that Texans and Floridians and all these Southern states had it worse than, than California. But now reflecting back on my time in service, man, you guys got nothing. Like you guys are living in ice boxes compared to what I went through and, and rent. <laughs> so, so yeah, this is going to be great, man. Um, this is going to be a great, we're already, you know, um, off to a good start. Um, yeah, Vegas. Yeah, see, I can do Vegas though, Brittany. Like Brittany says, I was in Vegas and being 100 degree weather compared to 100 degree weather here in SoCal, it's not the same. I would agree also. 100 degree weathers in, in Vegas is brutal, bro. You know? Um, yeah, Louisiana. Evan says, I hear Louisiana summers are pretty hellish. Bro, nothing compared to what this Californian went through, man. Californians go to the, I mean, we're just, you know, we're going to go to heaven and, and, and we're just going to, any Californian, you know, Peter's going to be out there at the pearly gates. And he's like, oh, Anthony, how's it going, my brother in Christ? So I'm like, oh, very good, my brother in Christ. He's like, what state are you coming from again? I'm like, California. I'm like, oh, right on in. Time served. You live in California. Um, but yeah, those Louisiana, like deep summer south, like winter uh, summers. Man, that's ice boxes compared to what I went through. Um, anyways, I did have some announcements uh, for you guys. Enough about me. Um, Saturday, 
Don't forget about the prayer event. I've posted it on my socials. It's going to begin at 2 p.m. There's going to be a prayer, 5 p.m. There's going to be worship this Saturday. If you're in Los Angeles, please make your way over to Beverly Hills. Posted about it yesterday. Um, I'm going to post a link later on today in my caption as a sign-up so that you guys can have the information. But please make sure you guys are showing up. Um, <clears throat> Uh, uh, Jessica says, I spent summers in Mexico with no AC, so I'm built for the Texas heat. Yeah, Mexico and Texas put together, it's going to be uh, too, too much. Yes, Marcia, we talked about this yesterday, 2 p.m. You were the one that brought it up. Why are you surprised? Come on, get it together, Marcia. Um, what else? Uh, merchandise, obviously, I'll, I'll open it up with that. But also, um, my son and I, we have been watching like a lot of war movies. Um, uh, over the summer, because uh, he's obviously in summer vacation. He is taking summer classes, but it's it's virtual uh, online or whatever. And we just watched Pearl Harbor for the first time yesterday um, together. He, so he's never seen it. A, I forgot that Michael Bay directed Pearl Harbor. But man, is Pearl Harbor such a great flick. It's the one with, um, uh, como se llama, Ben Affleck. E Josh Hartman. I have I have no idea what the other guy's name is. The other main guy. I'm sure the ladies in here know. And then the third person, Kate Beckinsale, right? She's like the lover that's like fighting between the both of them and falls in love with one after the one dies, supposedly, blah, blah, blah. What a great fight. The battle scenes are absolutely insane and epic in that movie the details the attention to details by michael bay and the producers i mean bravo dude that that movie if it were to go on theaters today i think it would it would probably be number one at the box office what an amazing amazing movie it, it's so attentive to detail to the point where when the ships are singing over uh sinking in pearl harbor um there's this thing that a lot of people don't know about, and, and I only know because of movies and, and just a little bit of history lesson, is that when a boat capsizes and sinks, uh, it sucks people in it because of the vacuum that it creates. A lot of people think that like if you're just like a safe distance away from the boat, you should be fine. But especially for a boat that size and it's sinking, it's kind of sucking everything around it. They have that detail in the movie. I don't think Titanic even got that one right. So shame on Steven Spielberg for not knowing crap. Um, I might be mistaken. There might be this since I need to rewatch Titanic. I haven't seen it probably in over a decade, the full thing. Um, and what an amazing movie. So my son and I watched it. We sit up to almost like midnight watching it because I forgot that it's like a three-hour movie. They didn't want to cut it. But what a fantastic movie, man. Really, really good. Um, Anyways, uh, James Cameron, that's who it was, not Steven Spielberg. James Cameron. Yeah, the guy sucks. Um, all right. <clears throat> White Wood and his prayers. I just don't know if I can do it. Okay. All right. So with that, we're going to jump into uh, the first segment here. Obviously, merch. Ladies and gentlemen, if you haven't bought your merch, this is your sign to get yourself some good merch. Informwithanthony.com. Head on over. Promo code in the bio. Code uh, promo code freedom for 10% off. Or if you're a paid subscriber, you get that 15% off. So if you want to become a paid subscriber, you can do that right down below as well. There's a link, patreon.com forward slash inform with Anthony uh, helps do all our work and you get 15% off always all your merch items. Um, and then lastly, uh, make sure you subscribe to our emails. I am still shadow banned and censored over on meta. 
That's why I haven't really posted the last couple of days. The engagement is crap. My story views are crap. Don't know what's going on over there. Ramping up for election season. Expect censorship to get worse. Please make sure you go to informwithanthony.com. Right here, this section, subscribe to our emails. I, I don't bombard you with emails. I promise I'm not hitting you up every single day. I literally only email once a, a month with a recap of the previous month. But it's also a good way for me to communicate with you guys should the lights go off over on Meta and you guys can't find me. That's 157,000 people that follow me on Meta. Uh, probably more, including my Facebook. And it would really suck if if they permaban me finally over on Meta and then I'm gone for good. You guys can't find me. It's a good way for me to keep in contact with you guys. All right. Some of the things that we're going to be talking about today, we got Mr. Ron DeSantis. Breaking news has been involved in a car crash and road to Chattanooga, Tennessee. LeBron James' son, oldest son in USC comic, hospitalized after a cardiac event. Apparently, he is doing good as of the latest. There is an alert by the WHO, your guys' favorite. Uh, WHO says that there is a man that has tested positive for a potentially fatal coronavirus called MERS COVID in the city of Abu Dhabi, which the health organization says has a 36% fatality rate. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. I have that story for you guys. Temecula Valley School District uh, reverses curriculum decision due to pending lawsuit. I'm going to break that down for you guys because there's a lot of fake news going on around that. A lot of people misinterpreting what I posted yesterday on my socials. So I'm going to go ahead and do that for you guys. Um, and then, I, of course, the main theme of today's uh, live stream is going to be talking about Speaker McCarthy. Goes on and says that it's looking like it's finally time to impeach President Joe Biden due to all these allegations about his ties with Burisma, that he lied about Hunter Biden and not being involved in those overseas business dealings. We're going to get into that. But before we get started, ladies and gentlemen, it's still green, James. Don't worry. Not going to be switching it up on you. It's going to be green just for you, my brother in Christ. Um, but uh, before we get started, make sure you hit that like button. Make sure you hit that subscribe button. Make sure you hit that notification button so that anytime I go live or I post, Right, I post a video, whatever the case might be, you are notified. So make sure you hit that notification starting tomorrow, Wednesday. We're going to be having a weekly show, Wednesday at 6, with rotating guests. It's going to be great. I'm going to be making suggestions of who you guys want uh, to have on the show, to have these important conversations. We're already reaching out to candidates, including Myra Flores out of Texas. So it's not just going to be hyper-local. We're going to be doing guests across the nation. Very excited to bring that to you guys now, with that, let's jump into the very first article here. Let me close. I'm going to start closing these down. Just mental note to myself. I'm saying this out loud, but I meant to say this inside of my head. Okay. Ron DeSantis involved in car crash en route to Chattanooga, Tennessee. And it's kind of a bloodbath right now over on Twitter. There's a lot of infighting. There are people with fake profiles saying, good, good, this is happening. This is just another sign from God that he needs to step away. Bro, we need to stop that. We really do. You know what I'm saying? We need to stop that. It doesn't matter if you like the guy or you don't like the guy. At the end of the day, we're Christian. Stop hoping for the worst. You know, and I'm not telling you guys. I'm sure it's not you guys over on Twitter posting these stupid things. Um, I hope it's not. It better not. Um, so it says here, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis was left uninjured after his vehicle was involved in a car accident Tuesday morning on the road to Chattanooga, Tennessee. His 2024 presidential campaign confirmed to the Huffington Post. The incident took place on Highway I-75 when a traffic slowdown caused four vehicles in DeSantis' motorcade to collide. According to local... Damn, all of them crashed into each other? Damn. According to local ABC affiliate WTVC. 
DeSantis had fundraisers scheduled throughout the day in Chattanooga, Knoxville, and around Nashville, CNN reported. Quote, this morning, the governor was in a car accident while traveling to an event in Chattanooga, Tennessee. Brian Griffin, Brian Griffin, like the dog from Family Guy? Brian Griffin, DeSantis 2024 presidential campaign spokesman, said in a statement, quote, he and his team are uninjured. We appreciate the prayers and well wishes of the nation for his continued protection while on the campaign trail. It is not clear if anyone not related to the campaign may have been injured. DeSantis presidential campaign underwent a shakeup in recent weeks as he has yet to prove himself a serious threat to former President Donald Trump, who remains popular with Republican voters. That statement was put out by Yahoo News. Wow, I'm actually shocked that they would put out something that bold of a statement um, by Yahoo News. Interesting. DeSantis presidential campaign underwent as he has yet to prove himself as a serious threat. Wow, whoever wrote that, I wonder what team they're on, you know? I don't know. Uh, Donald Trump. That kind of reminds me of uh, the Yahoo News. I, have you, I'm sure you guys have seen that video where like Donald Trump says, like, that's why you're Yahoo News. That's why nobody likes you. Oh, wait, I know what I could do. <laughs> Donald Trump plus Yahoo News fact check. That was so funny. Why isn't there videos? Like, come on, just give me the videos. Um, break you Yahoo News. You know, they're unfavorable. I can never get the video that I want. I, anyways, it goes back. But uh, glad to see that the governor is doing okay. Look, man, you know, I, I told you guys he's not my guy. Um, there was a, a short time where I thought that he would be a serious contender. There was a short time where I thought he had great potential. Not saying he doesn't. I think he's doing great for the state of Florida. I think he's doing great as a governor. Not my guy going into 2024. And it seems like he's doing a lot of damage control. Looks like he is doing. Uh, there's a lot of self-imploding over his campaign. These are just objective observations, ladies and gentlemen. Not trying to convince you one way or the other. It, he continues to climb down in the polls. He's tied for second in one poll at, at the very least. Um, but at the end of the day, wishing him the best, wishing him and his family the best. Florida still needs him. I think he's done amazing things. I think that there's a lot to learn from his campaign. Um, and, and there's a lot of things that he could be doing differently as well. He needs to relate more to the common person. He's done great for Florida. He won overwhelmingly, but that's because everyone that moved there wanted him as governor. That's the whole point of moving. Imagine moving from one state to another, uprooting your entire family, moving away from family and friends just to go to a state like Florida that you said, the reason why I'm moving to Florida is because it's a free state. And then not voting for Ron DeSantis. So I, I and I think that that's kind of been like a um, not a double edged sword, but I think that that's kind of been like a misconception that a lot of people think that he's going to pull and that he's going to do well nationwide because in Florida, it basically went from like a battle state or like a swing state to a deep red state. But people need to understand that essentially all the people that would vote for Ron DeSantis moved from their home states to Florida. Now, of course, there's going to be people nationwide that would still vote for Ron DeSantis. But what I'm saying is it's not a good unit of measure to predict that Ron DeSantis would do good on the national polls just because he did very well in Florida. I hope that makes sense. But essentially is everyone that moved to Florida during the pandemic 
these people would, of course, vote overwhelmingly for Ron DeSantis. It just makes sense, but it's not a prediction and it's not an accurate measure of where the nation is headed as far as cultural takes. There's still a lot of people in the middle that have been left behind that don't have the means or the potential to be able to move from one state to another. And then, of course, there's already a lot of problems happening in the sentence, especially with like their, their renter's insurance and just insurance in general. I know there are some, I think, state farmers has just pulled out of the state of Florida because it's like insurance is just going through the roof because of how many transplants transplants uh, they have uh, out there. But um, we'll see. We'll see. But just uh, wanted to br uh, break the, uh, bring this over to you guys. It is breaking news. Again, looks like he is fine. He will probably continue to fundraise in the state of Tennessee. And uh, again, wish him all the best there. All right. Uh, this next breaking news, Bronny James, LeBron James's oldest son and USC Comet hospitalized after cardiac event. Hmm. What is going on with all these young athletes and the cardiac events, huh? Says here, Southern California freshman Bronny James, the son of Los Angeles Lakers star LeBron James, was hospitalized after a cardiac event during a workout Monday. James was working out at the Gallon Center, USC's home arena, when an emergency call was made Monday morning. The family says the younger James is in stable condition and no longer in the intensive care unit. Quote, yesterday while practicing, Bronny James suffered a cardiac arrest. Medical staff was able to treat Bronny and take him to the hospital. He is now in stable condition. That's good. And no longer in ICU. A James family spokesman told USA Today Sports in a statement, quote, we ask for respect and privacy for the James family, and we will update media. And when there's more, when there's more information, LeBron and Savannah wish to publicly send their deepest thanks and appreciation to the USC medical and athletic staff for their incredible work and dedication to the safety of their athletes. The 18 year old, Man, he's just 18. I, I uploaded like a different picture and a different angle over. And it looked like it was a, at least in what I thought was a whole different report over on my telegram, not realizing that it's the same person because here he looks like he could be 18. And the other one, it looks like it was like some 30 year old. And I'm like, bro, this is not LeBron James's son. I'm like, bro, I had no idea that LeBron James was old enough. I guess he's 38. I don't know. Something like that. Um, and 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 so his eighteen-year-old son uh, happened to him. Very tragic, very scary, man. This is not something you want to hear, especially of your young son. You know, it doesn't matter who you are. Nobody wants to hear news like that. It says the eighteen-year-old four-star recruit committed to the Trojans in May after averaging fourteen points, five rebounds, and three assists in his senior campaign at Sierra Canyon Los Angeles School last season. Uh, so that's that. And again, it goes into that. There's a divide over on Twitter. People saying, you know, screw LeBron James. Don't feel sorry for the guy. Blah, blah, blah. Don't give him any pity. Here, here's what I'll just say, man. Like at the end of the day, again, we're Christians. And even when we might not like the person's politics, you know, LeBron James, A, not that big of a fan. NBA wise, to me, I'm always going to be a Kobe Bryant. They were both playing around the same time. There was a lot of picking and choosing. I always chose my boy Kobe Bryant right? The GOAT. I understand that LeBron James more points, blah, 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 blah. There's a lot of technicalities. Sure, whatever. Um, and into his own unit of measure, he he's a great NBA player, not even trying to argue uh, uh, against that. Uh, but what I am saying is at the end of the day, I know, I know, and I hate to be the one to remind you all, and I sometimes have to remind myself at the end of the day, doesn't matter what the person's politics is, doesn't matter what they've said. I don't care if LeBron James is advocating for the killing of Christians abroad it has nothing to do with his son. 
It has nothing to do with his innocence. It has nothing to do with him suffering a cardiac arrest. All we can do is pray for my brother in Christ. That's all we can do. And that's what we should be doing, right? Not just because it's LeBron James and his son, but just, you know, one of the things that we implement into our daily prayer is we always pray for the sick and the needy. We always say that, Lord, we, we you know, when we're, whether we're praying for food, whether we're praying before we go to sleep, whatever it is, we always incorporate the sick and the needy right here. Sick, right? Son, sick, cardiac arrest, devastating, and the needy. LeBron James is needy. But what is he needy of? He's needy for redemption. He is needy to do away with his weird little rituals before the game. Who knows who those rituals are for? Whatever the case might be, just pray for repentance. He needs Jesus Christ. And I'll leave it at that, ladies and gentlemen. But it's just, it's just kind of, it's a little bit weird to me. I don't know. It's just a little bit weird to me when people that claim Christ go on social media and then they put things like that. They, 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 they put like just nasty and vile things. It's one thing to say, like, I don't care more about LeBron James's son just because it's LeBron James's son and the media is telling us to care about it. I get it. Like, I'm not. Obviously, I'm bringing it up because it's 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 cultural news, adding it to the tags today so that anyone that's uh, researching LeBron James sees that I spoke about it, whatever it might be. I understand we shouldn't care more because of the stature of the person, but pray for the sick and the needy, regardless of who the, who the person is. All right. We have Mr. Nick Sorter here. Um, alert. A man has tested positive for a potentially fatal coronavirus called MERS-CoV, COV, I guess I'm assuming that's short for COVID, in the city of Abu Dhabi, the World Health Organization says, out of all recorded cases, this virus has had a 36% fatality rate, according to the WHO. The WHO recommends surveillance in both humans and animals because of its high fatality rate, large geographical range, and lack of medical interventions. WHO has also listed MERS-CoV as a, quote, high-priority pathogen in order to maintain the control of this virus. Do you trust the World Health Organization? Why or why not? And then uh, there, this person did get community noted. It says, for context, MERS was first reported in 2012, uh, and all reported cases have been linked to countries in and near the Arabian Peninsula. Uh, and then the second thing is it is not easily transmitted among humans and has spread mostly among people who come in contact with dromedary camels, which is what I was going to make known to you guys. I do have a different article here pulled up for you guys. I personally like I don't personally know Nick Sorter. I have been following Nick Sorter. He is one of those independent journalists sometimes. And I've told you guys this before. Sometimes people need that shock and awe effect, especially and I'm, and I'm just going to say this now. I, I'm sure Nick's order is a good man, I, I, you know, independent journalist, et cetera. And I know that some independent journalists, they err on the side of sensationalism. They need to add awe and, and shock to their headlines, to their reporting, because they need to generate, you know, I need people's eyes on me and I want them to follow me for independent media, whatever the case might be. But here's a problem that no one's really talking about. And, and I'm just going to bring it up real quick. Okay. And, and then we'll get right into the article. Still green, James. Don't worry. I haven't moved it. I haven't changed it. One of the one of the problems with Twitter. So in case you don't know, Twitter has updated its content creator policies so that and, and what makes Twitter so unique compared to everything else is that when you post a tweet 
whether it's video images or 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 text like this one right here and actually i'll show you exactly what i'm talking about let me see come on show me an ad show me an ad show me an ad okay this one doesn't have it all right but i'm going to pull it up for you guys so you guys can kind of see so this is obviously a text tweet and then it has an image right and then it got community noted Usually, this one already has 4.7 million views. So 4.7 million people on Twitter have either engaged, seen, or scrolled by this report by Nick's order. That's a lot of people. In order to be able to uh, generate money off of Twitter's platform, you have to have had at least 5 million engagements every month for three months and then you qualify for ad revenue just for context this one post has already generated 4.7 million impressions so just this one post basically qualifies him for the month of july to get monetized so long as he keeps that money up now the way ads work on twitter is if the post is doing really well then there will be an ad in the comment section which i think is brilliant because Unlike YouTube, like, for example, if you are a YouTube uh, and, and this happens, whether you're Twitter verified or not, you're going to get the ads. They're not that bad, though. That's what I kind of like about Twitter is it's not that bad on Twitter. So you'll probably see like an ad, like, let's just say like like right here. You know what I mean? Like you'll see like an ad for like, you know, hey, come visit Dubai or or whatever the case might be. You know, like, hey, come visit, you know, Colorado, come visit the Aspens or, hey, buy their surfboard by a surfboard company whatever, whatever the case might be. Right. And then you're like, okay, that's just an ad. And then you scroll up and then you don't see the ad anymore. So what I have seen an uptick on Twitter is that people know that you will get paid more for essentially how shocking and how impactful your tweet is. So what I have seen is I have seen people that usually didn't post or sometimes they did post. Now they're adding things to their post to bring in shock and all. Now, as a content creator, obviously you want your content to stand out among the rest. But usually you make your content unique to you. What sets you apart from everybody else? So maybe it's the way that you deliver it. Maybe you add in little lights. Maybe you have your merch. Maybe you hang up your American flag. Um, you know, you call water poison. What are things that people relate to you, right? Like, and that's how you change things up for you. <coughs> you choke on, <coughs> you choke on air, you know, you do it for the live. Of course, sometimes you want to be loosey goosey. You want to say some jokes, but what I have seen, unfortunately on Twitter is people are just being disingenuous. People are just lying. People are adding things onto their Twitter because they just want to do it. There's one conservative in particular, and I'm going to let you guess as to who it is, that I have seen that they used to treat seldomly. They're also in the podcast industry. They also have their own show over on YouTube. And this person, I'm not going to say if it's a girl or a boy, but they are conservative or at least claim to be. So I, I'm not really sure. I, You know, I don't keep tabs on everyone's daily life, so I can't really... You know, oh, yes, this person is or this person isn't. But this person is essentially tweeting every 20 minutes now. If you go to their timeline, they're tweeting every 20 minutes, as opposed to when they used to tweet maybe 10 times a day, maybe if that. 
And then what, what, what is happening is remember you get paid per ads, the more impressions you have, the more ads there's going to be on that tweet, that specific tweet. Sometimes if you upload a video, the ad will be in the video before the video that you posted started. So now these conservatives, and it's not just one, it's a couple of them. What they are doing is they're even sharing like clickbait content. Like they were grabbing women that are dressed in like thongs and bikinis and they're, they're posting things and saying, I cannot believe that this is where we are in 2023. Uh, you know, what women um, are, are dressing like this, what happened to modesty? And I'm like, I've never seen you post. If anything, I've seen you criticize people that post women like that on socials. And then I'm like, ah, I get it. You're doing it for the clicks. You're doing it for the impressions. Because again, it's, it's very different from all the other social media, the way Twitter ad revenue is working. It's all about how many people can you get to see that tweet? It's not about the quality of the tweet or whatever. It's just how many people can you drive toward that tweet? And if you get a hundred billion impressions, or whatever, you're getting paid like 20 grand a month on Twitter. There are some people that get over a billion impressions on Twitter. A lot of these people don't have a life. I'll be very honest. I mean, how could you if you're getting over a billion impressions like your content can't be that good? And that's the thing is that it doesn't even have to be your original content. It can be anyone else's content. You can reshare a video and then you get those impressions, too. So what a lot of large pages are doing is they're grabbing good quality content from small creators and then they're posting it on theirs. And then, of course, because they have a larger following. They have more impressions, and now the person is getting paid, which ironically, Elon Musk is being blamed of this. He has been, or I'm sorry, he is being accused of this. Elon Musk sometimes posts tweets. Well, now, because of the impressions, now people are saying, dude, for years you have taken my memes and you don't even credit me. I never cared because it was always cool to me that Elon Musk, arguably one of the most influential people in the world, are finally are, are sharing my content. And so I would just post in the comments, hey, thanks for sharing my content or hey, thanks for sharing my meme. And now people follow that page because they know who the person that created the meme is. But now the problem is, is that a small content creator maybe gets 20,000 impressions, 10,000 impressions, 10, 5,000 impressions, people engaging with that meme. But then someone like Elon Musk and then, you know, they'll make like 50 cents on that meme or whatever. Right. Because of the ad revenue. But then Elon Musk will post it. And he's getting like 100 million impressions. 100 million people see that meme. They're engaging. They say it's funny. They say based, whatever it is. Well, now the the original meme people, the original country creators are saying like, hey, if you're going to steal my content because you know it's going to generate revenue, then I believe there should be a rule that if you take the original content from someone, a portion of your money that you get from the ad revenue should come to me the originate originator. So it's kind of a murky place. Anyways, I just wanted to bring that up because there's a lot of conservatives that they saw. And you guys saw that I posted it too. You guys saw that I posted on Telegram. There's a lot of content creators now switching over to Twitter. There are some content creators that are now uh, quitting uh, Instagram because on Instagram, you don't get paid by posts at all. You get paid $0 on every single post. I'm not making any money. They used to monetize reels, but they did away with that. Now you don't get paid by reels 
Only TikTok offers that from what I understand. And so do YouTube shorts. But Instagram did away with it. They said, hey, we're discontinuing the reels. And so the, every time you post on Instagram, you don't make any money. On Twitter, every single time you post, so long as you qualify, you need to be Twitter verified. So you got to pay the $8 a month to be Twitter verified. You have to have subscriptions on and monetization in, which basically means that you are that you have your Stripe account connected to your bank account. And then you have to have at least 5 million impressions, which is not not that hard, to be honest. I have 15,000 subscribers on Twitter. And my usual posts do anything between, I don't know, 1,000 impressions to 100,000 impressions. It's just kind of weird the way it works. I used to tweet 20 tweets an hour. I love public school. That's pretty funny. <clears throat> um, but anyways, I kind of went on a little thing there, but it, it's just kind of it just kind of really sucks how um now on Twitter you're gonna see a lot of disingenuous people saying things and doing things just for which again, that's what social media has always been about. But at least there was like a level of decency or a level of um you're being honest with yourself. Sure, you're wanting to get clicks and views. You want people to follow you, but you're not purposefully misleading people. Like my thing has always been independent journalism. So if I post a video and I get the journalism side wrong, people are going to unfollow me. So every video, regardless of how I do it, I have to have integrity. You know, I can't just be saying outlandish things and get community noted every single time. All right. <clears throat> now we're going to dive into that article. So it says here, Manta, this is Routers, uh, man test positive for MERS in Abu Dhabi near Omen border. WHO, Geneva, uh, a 28-year-old man has tested positive for the potentially fatal Middle East Respiratory Syndrome coronavirus MERS Cove in a city in Abu Dhabi on the border with Omen, the World Health Organization, said on Monday. The man in the city of Alain was admitted to the hospital last month. The WHO said in a statement, health officials had checked 108 people that he was in contact with, but no secondary infections had turned up so far, it added. So again, if you go back to this one, it says, uh, in order to maintain the control, a high-priority pathogen. The WHO also has listed mers as a high-priority pathogen. And then the community note says it is not easily transmitted among humans. And then Routers says the WHO said uh, uh, that uh, the, they had checked 108 people that he was in contact with, but no secondary infections had turned up so far. It added. So two different sources, including Twitter community, you know, says, actually, this is wrong. It's not that easy to transmit. But then why would an independent journalist, why is someone that's trying to get paid on Twitter add this piece of information? And this is the problem that I have with a lot of independent journalists. This is a problem that I have with, uh, and again, no fault to Nick Sorter. I don't know. Maybe this is information he got. Maybe he got it wrong. Sometimes that happens to me. I read a report. I get it wrong. And it's not that I'm saying that he's being deliberate, but there's a lot of sensationalism. People want to be like, oh, the next big thing is here. Follow me. I will guide you to the next big thing. And then they, 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 they are able to tug at people that are, that are anxiety driven, that are, you know, anxious, that are, oh, the next big thing. Oh, it's already here. Follow next order, like high pathogen. Oh, and then people just start tweeting, you know, like, I'm sure it's probably like here. You know what I mean? Um, it says, 
after WHO, um, it says, are we getting close to election time again? So you have those people like, oh, it must be election season because this is happening again. Um, it says, like, I'm, uh, of course not. This will be another excuse for melon elections. So people are already like, oh, I knew it. This was going to happen. I'm like, but, but the information that you shared, my brother in Christ, was not correct to begin with. So you need to be careful. Follow whoever you need to follow, but be careful of who you follow because some people just want that sensationalism. They want to tell you, oh, here it is. High pathogen rate. Oh, here it comes. Just like the way it was the first time. It's like, nowhere does it say that. Like, you need to be careful with that stuff. It says the WHO, uh, WHO said there were no signs that the man had come in contact with dromedary camels, which spread the disease that is separate from COVID-19. It gave no more details on his current condition. The United Arab Emirates Health Ministry did not immediately respond to a request for comment about the case. Cases of MERS-CoV, which can cause fever, coughing, and shortness of breath, and in some cases can lead to pneumonia, have been recorded in 27 countries since 2012, according to the WHO figures. Over that time, 2,605 cases and 936 associated deaths have been reported data show. So it's been around for over a decade now. It's never been really cause for alarm. But of course, because we're still coming down from the pandemic, any little sign of like, oh, up, oh, up, oh, here it comes. Up, oh, oh, here it comes. We're, you know, I remember when uh, uh, the mask went away and, you know, the, the White House had announced that they were coming down. Every single time they announced that there was like a COVID case, like, oh, here it comes here. They're, they're going to do it again. And I'm like, dude, stop. Like, it's not going to happen again. No, nothing's happening. Like, like, stop. Like, I remember I've told you guys this before, like at the height of the pandemic, people were like, oh, this is it. The mark of the beast. We're all going to be chipped. And I'm like, I, I just don't believe that. And like, oh, you stupid sheep. You don't follow all the pages that I follow. You haven't watched that one YouTube video that is apparently available for everyone to see. That's not being censored because it's probably not real. I don't know. And I'm like, I just don't think this is it. Like, I, I, I think this is just, you know, a short tyrannical that I'm not even paying a, a you know, grab, tyrannical power grab. It's not going to work on me. It didn't work on me. Stand your ground. And people are like, no, this is it. This is the end. Blah, blah, blah. Repent. And I'm like, I mean, I, you know, I live my life every day. I, I don't know what you're talking about. Like, no, you, you need to let everybody know. Post on your Instagram right now that the apocalypse is here. And I'm like, I'm not going to do that because uh, there's nothing happening. So just something it looks at like the media picked up on it. it. It's been around for over a decade. I don't believe it's sensationalism. I, th I think we'll be okay. Um, the UAE, a hub for international events, will host the United Nations Climate Change Conference in November and December. So that is that, ladies and gentlemen. Um, all right. Moving on to the next one. Oh, absolutely. Okay, so it says uh, throw money in front of people and it gets wild. Absolutely, it does, man. Uh, California Globe. <clears throat> so this is, again, something I covered yesterday. This is the exact same article. Uh, some people tried to communicate me themselves saying, no, Anthony, you're wrong, etc. So I'm just going to read the article for you guys. And then I have a phone call uh, with someone that is uh, part of TVUSD, the Temecula Valley School District. So I, I will talk with them as well. Apparently, there's a lot going around. Um, but I'll tell you what we know. It says Temecula Valley School District versus curriculum decision due to pending lawsuits. Governor Newsom issued a one point five million fine to the district. Important to note. The fine is different from the lawsuit. There's two different things. And again, I posted the article yesterday for everyone to read. But I guess because I didn't post the entire article, people are calling me fake news. And that's fine. 
I'm here to clear it all up. The Temecula Valley Unified School District Board voted during the weekend to reverse a decision made by the board last week to reject California's elementary school social studies curriculum, having the district adopt the updated social studies curriculum. Now, this is something that when I first reported, I got wrong also. I was notified by a source at TV, TV uh, USD, Temecula Valley, that they were trying to ban a book, but it wasn't one specific book by Harvey Milk, a known pedophile. Um, it was that the social studies curriculum included literature and teachings of Harvey Milk as an LGBT civil rights activist and not as a pedophile. So when people knew that this book was going to be released, that included the praise of Harvey Milk, an LGBT civil rights activist. He was elected into office. Great guy to his community, I'm sure. But we cannot deny the fact that he was having sexual relations with a minor, or at least in the state of California is considered a minor, with someone under the age of 18. And that was the boy lover that he met in a New York uh, theater uh, when he was 16 years old. The boy was 16 years old. Harvey Milk was already an adult. Um, and so this is the problem that parents had. We don't want our kids to be taught that Harvey Milk was this LGBT hero when this guy was a pedophile. So it says the school district has been in a battle over textbooks and curriculum since November of last year when the school board was nearly entirely replaced during the election. Following the change of power, the new conservative majority of the TVUSD began going after different areas of study, including passing a resolution banning the teaching of critical race theory shortly after the change of power. While this prompted some student walkouts last year, the move was ultimately successful, leading to other big changes. This included a May 2023 decision to reject textbooks that had been previously approved of in a pilot program due to concerns that include the discussion of sexuality preferences to younger grades and supplemental material to textbooks that included lessons involving LGBT activists and former San Francisco supervisor Harvey Milk, despite Milk's past of being attracted to minors. There it is, as I'm laying it out for you guys. That decision was announced by the state with lawmakers led by Governor Gavin Newsom forming new laws and showing up violations to stop the TVUSD's decision. So I need to clarify that for the people in the back. Even this report says that the concerns were of Harvey Milk being put in a good light for his activism in LGBT. The concerns were, and this article admits, that he was a pedophile. We should not be praising a man who was a pedophile, a, a male adult that was attracted to minors. Gavin Newsom has now issued a $1.5 million fine to the district for refusing to teach and hail Harvey Milk as an LGBT icon and hero. Don't know who needs to hear that. It's pretty disgusting. Don't care who you are. It says, with classes in the district expected to begin on August 14th and still no textbooks, the district was pressured to make another vote on July 18th, voting again 3-2 to reject the textbooks. In response, the very next day, Newsom issued a $1.5 million fine to the district, as well as announcing a contract to get textbooks to the district that meet state standards in time for the first day of school. 
The three political act quote the three political activists on the school board have yet again proven that they are more interested in breaking the law than doing their jobs of educating students. So the state will do their job for them, said Governor Newsom in a statement last week. California will ensure students in Temecula begin the school year with access to materials reviewed by parents and recommended by teachers across the district. After we deliver the textbooks into the hands of students and their parents, the state will deliver the bill along with $1.5 million fine to the school board for its decision to willfully violate the law, subvert the will of parents, and force children to use an out-of-print textbook from 17 years ago. So for clarification, this was a new social studies curriculum, according to this report. The kids were due to get updated school book texts. Apparently, they had had textbooks that were 17 years old. So the state passed this curriculum. The schools passed this curriculum saying you will now be receiving new social studies textbooks. And the school said the school board said, no, we're voting against this because it has a lot of LGBT stuff in it outside of the Harvey Milk situation. And so what Gavin Newsom said is we're not going to there was a lot of parents. And, and this is what you guys need to understand. There's, there's sure there are parents involved, but there are a lot of parents that are not involved. They are probably receiving emails, flyers, knocks on the door saying, did you know that a conservative majority is making it so that your children will not be receiving an updated textbook this year and they will be forced to use 17 year old textbooks and the parents with no context only being given this information that it's the fault of conservatives that they will be using outdated information. Now the parents are angry. Now they're calling the school. Now they're asking questions and they're saying, what the heck is going on? I'm sure they probably emailed the governor. The teachers union probably got involved. I'm pretty sure they're very communist because most unions are hundred percent communist. Um, not the not the members, but the unions and the union leaders. Just ask the firefighters and the and the and and law enforcement, and they'll tell you. Um, a lot of people don't know what's in the textbooks. All they know is I want my kids to receive new textbooks so that it's fresh information, updated information, not outdated information. That's all they know. So, of course, Gavin Newsom is going to be able to use that ignorance, that misinformation, disinformation. And this is for any political leader. They're able to grab the fact that people are not well informed of why these textbooks are being. Now, here's the problem, though. There's no alternative. These textbooks have already been made. They've already been updated. To the best of my ability, I don't know. I don't know if there is an alternative, but there doesn't seem to be. No one's told me, like, hey, actually, there are other textbooks that they could use and they're also updated and they don't have any of that stuff. So the argument by the school board has been, we don't mind the textbook. We just need this removed because there are concerned parents that don't want their kids being taught this. It's a whole thing. So uh, board reverses decision over curriculum. Now, again, this is important to note. Faced now with even more pressure, the Temecula Valley Board had an emergency meeting over the weekend in which they finally approved the curriculum, albeit while also asking district officials to review the supplementary material that discusses gay rights and same-sex legality in California. So it seems, and this is a report that I am getting, and I will further verify, that the school board agreed to pass these textbooks so they're not outdated so long as they remove the parts 
that they asked for. And allegedly, that is exactly what happened. So yesterday, I had posted this on my Instagram. A lot of people accused me of misinformation, fake news. I was reporting based off of this. So I'm not, I, I and I highlighted it. I highlighted it and I put this specific part said a recommendation was also added by the board to make the material in age appropriate while also making state and federal law. I, I put that in there. So again, I don't know where the confusion was, but people were telling me like, hey, that's not really what happened. Um, it's not that they caved. It's not that this, it's just this. It is what it is. Board President, Dr. Joseph Komorowski, uh, specifically noted that the board had only reversed course due to a loss. And this is, again, another important part. Noted that the board had only reversed course due to a lawsuit being threatened against the board and not due to Newsom's threat or fine. Governor Newsom, I act independently and authoritatively from you. I am a sovereign citizen of the United States of America, said Kamraski during the meeting. Quote, if, not, if we do not provide curriculum, I want everybody to hear this. We will literally be sued. So the lawsuit, again, is separate from the $1.5 million fine. Yesterday, at least on my telegram, I thought it was because of the lawsuit only. It was actually because they were being sued separately. Newsom subsequently declared victory in the matter because, of course, uh, while also noting that the matter was brought forward by extremists who wanted to whitewash history. These people are insane. It says, fortunately, now students will receive a basic materials needed to learn, noted Newsom in a statement. But this vote lays bare the true motives of those who oppose the curriculum. This has never been about parents' rights. It's not even about Harvey Milk, who appears nowhere in the textbooks students receive. Again, allegedly. This is about extremist desire to control information and censor the materials used to teach our, our, our children. Um, so that is that. Um, and then we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. I uh, wanted to say uh, thank you so much to CV Capone 49. What is the obsession with these people sexualizing children in schools and introducing them to LGBT, LGBTQ propaganda? You know, I think that there is a phrase. Thank you so much for the five dollars, by the way. And um, the, the super chats help dramatically. A, obviously help from the show, but it, it makes sure that I catch your guys' questions. Some of you have posted that, you know, hey, I, I try to ask you questions on your live, but sometimes you miss them. Um, the, the software that I'm using, it's called StreamYard and anyone that donates, even if you just do donate a dollar 99, a, that goes a long way for our stream. Uh, but secondly, I never missed a question because the software that I use, um, it saves all the super chats. So even if you ask a question, for example, I'm five minutes into the stream, even if you ask a question five minutes in, and I'm about to close the stream an hour and a half later, you're your super chat, your question is automatically saved and there's a different section for the super chat so I can read the question. So sometimes people use super chat, uh, obviously, to support. Secondly, they use it to, to raise a question or a concern. Uh, sometimes they post an article like, hey, can you talk about this today or tomorrow? It's the best way, honestly, to get my attention because uh, especially like recently, I know that you guys have conversations in the chat and that's fine. I am easily distracted if I read every single chat. I try to go back from time to time to read some of the comments, read some of the questions. But unfortunately, I miss it because the comments all look the same. And the thing is, I'm live streaming on Facebook and on YouTube. So my comments are not just YouTube. They're from any other stream that I am posting on. Um, so if I'm on Facebook, sometimes people comment only on Facebook. And I have the option to reply to these people only on Facebook. So if I reply in the comment section only on Facebook, 
all my YouTube viewers are not cannot see the question that was asked on Facebook and they cannot see the reply on Facebook. So again, super chat just works the best. Just side note. Um, and uh, yeah, but to answer your question, um, because I think I just went off on it. Uh, it says here, what is the obsession with these people sexualizing children in schools and introducing them to LGBT? There's a there's a comment that that is very famous that says because these people cannot have kids, they need to recruit. They need to recruit and propagandize your kids. These people, of course, being the LGBTQ community. If you're a lesbian, if you are gay, you're not having kids unless you're adopting. Right. Or unless you are uh, doing all the doctor stuff where you're putting kids and renting a womb. And uh, I don't know how it all really works. If you're bisexual, maybe you're having kids. If you are trans, depending on what kind of trans that you are, if you've already removed all your genitalia, then you are definitely not ever having no kids for the rest of your life, you know, unless you like froze eggs or froze semen or whatever the case might be. Again, modern science just completely redoing what it means, you know, uh, to, to, to have a family and what that looks like, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but uh, that's what I would argue, man. And, and I said this a long time ago. They're going to come after the children and they're coming after the children. And that's why you have to be active. You know, this, again, was not reversed because of the one point five million dollar fine. This was reversed because of a different lawsuits. And from what I understand, the lawsuit was going to be coming from the parents saying we voted for you. We demand of you that our kids have up to date texts. We don't care what you have a problem with. We don't care. We just want our children to know the latest and greatest, even if it involves some LGBT. Some people are fine with that. You got to remember that. And it to me, it's not, um, oh, this is it. We give up. You know what I mean? Like the fight is always continuous. At the very least, the silver lining here is that at least this uh, board was flipped from liberal to conservative in 2022. Once again, reminding all of you guys the importance of voting at your local elections. They matter, they matter, they matter. Um, all right, um, this was kind of like a crazy story. I saw uh, a Lowe's employee, I was kind of shocked when I read this, that it actually happened in Georgia of all places. Deep, 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 I can't think of a more red state than Georgia. I mean, more red than Florida, more red than Tennessee and Texas combined even. Uh, I am, of course, saying this because somebody mocked me on my uh, telegram saying, like, Anthony, Georgia is not even red. Like, knock it off with the nonsense. Um, so I, I always just say that. It's kind of one of my quips. I always say that, like, wow, I can't believe this happened, like, in deep red, you know, Nevada. And people are like, bro, Nevada is not deep red. Or I'll be like, wow, I can't believe this happened, like, deep red, you know, I don't know, whatever. Uh, but it's just kind of a quip. And so I am a little bit annoying with it. But it's okay. I can be annoying with it. Um, it says longtime Lowe's employee reinstated after being fired for attempting to stop shoplifters. Bro, that's kind of insane. Um, let me see here. Nine minute video. Ain't nobody got time for that. Okay. Anyways, uh, Donna Hansborough, uh, the 68 year old Lowe's employee who was fired for violating the company's policy and stopping the theft of merchandise was reinstated earlier today. And that is because I'll read the article. 
In a statement sent to Fox, Fox News Digital, Lowe's spokesperson said Hansborough accepted the offer to return. Quote, after senior management became aware of the incident and spoke to Donna Hansborough today, we are reinstating her job and we are pleased that she has accepted the offer to return to Lowe's. First and foremost, there's nothing more important than the safety of our customers and associates. Products can be replaced. People cannot. And I'm going to come back to this because I have a question for all of you. We continue to work. Let me highlight this because then my ADHD is going to make me jump into like UFOs in a second. You, we continue to work closely with law enforcement to investigate and prosecute those who are responsible for this theft and violent attack, the statement read. Um, and then again, this happened in, which again, this is what I hate. Like, bro, just say that it happened in Georgia. You know what I mean? Hansborough was initially fired after she attempted to stop thieves from stealing roughly $2,000 worth of merchandise from a Georgia store. The longtime employee who worked at the company for 13 years was punched in the face three times on June 25th after she grabbed one of the trio's shopping carts. Police identified the two suspects as Takia Berry, Jarmer Lawton, and Joseph Berry. Lawton was taken into custody, and police are still searching for Joseph and Takia, who are uncle and niece. What the heck? This is a family affair? According to a July, well, it is the Deep South. Uncle and niece? Just saying. According to a July 20th Facebook post from the Rincon Police Department, RPD is asking the public to call 912-826-5200 if they have more information. Okay. So before we do this, I'm going to try to see if I can pull up that video for you guys. Lowe's employee. So you guys can kind of at least put Lowe's employee. Oh, stop. My dyslexia. I'm pretty sure I have ADHD and dyslexia. Pretty sure. Okay, this is her. Let me see. No, don't really care for that. I'm looking for the actual video. Oh, is this it? No. No. Okay. All right, if I can't find it here in the next two seconds, next 20 seconds, uh, we're, we're doing away with it. I saw the video, bro, getting punched three times, man. That's pretty nuts. Okay. I cannot find the video. Um, But I think you guys get the picture with the article that I just read. Okay. Now, keeping it in the family. <laughs> um, okay. My question to you guys, okay, is this. I, I understand that there are smashing grabs. I understand that crime is up, especially theft. I was a little bit shocked. I'm not going to lie to you guys. I was a little bit shocked that this was happening in Hansborough, Georgia. I don't, I, I'm pretty sure that's a pretty conservative area. I might be wrong. There might be expert Georgians here ready to disprove my disclaimer about the community know me but i usually see this happening in big cities even in red states um and and i and i especially see it in california and new york oregon because of course it is largely reported it is a great talking point for republicans to be able to point to blue states with high crime so any little thing makes national news makes national news on conservative media of any crime happening um but here's the thing okay it says here, the reason why she was fired was because the company has a policy, Lowe's, 
which I think they did the right thing. I They obviously did the right thing in reinstating her and her job. And I'm glad she accepted. But here's the thing. Because Lowe's has thefts, obviously there's insurance policies. Whatever they get stolen, they probably claim it through insurance. They get the money back. And I understand that if you work in these places, if you work in Nike, if you work at Lowe's, if you work at Home Depot, if you work at a restaurant, doesn't matter where it is, and you work there and you constantly see, sometimes multiple times a week, that there is theft happening at your location and all you can do is sit there and watch, you feel hopeless. You probably grow angry. You get tired of it. You're like, bro, what is going on? Why are we allowing this to happen? It's like, are you okay with this? Like, you know, are, are we just okay with this happening? So I kind of feel for the woman in saying like, bro, enough is enough. This place has been looted a couple times already. I'm putting an end to this right now. Taking, and this is my question to you guys, taking matters into your own hands. In almost every single video of smash and grab or going into a Nike store or clothing store, whatever it is, and people are stealing stuff, Almost every single time, the comment section is filled with, if I work there, this would never happen. I would put an end to it immediately. Here's my argument to you. How much do you think this woman is making at Lowe's? How much do you think people are making at a CVS? Do you think these people are making seven figures a year? Or more than likely, are they making minimum wage, according to their state, and add in some experience and some years at the company, maybe a little bit more, maybe $5 more than minimum wage for being there 20 years, a loyal employee, right? If the company policy is, guys, I understand it's frustrating, but if you see it happen, just call the police, file a police report, and give them the footage, the description of the, of, of the male or female. And in their statement, it says, our belief is that products can be replaced and people cannot. Now, maybe we can make the argument that Lowe's went too far in firing the woman, right? But at the same time, you got to see the predicament here. If it's company policy not to get involved and you broke company policy, is it grounds for removal? Yes, it is. That's just the fact. If you do not punish this person and instead reward them, what do you think other people are going to start doing? They're going to see this as an example and be like, oh, we can just beat the crap out of people now. Oh, we can try to intervene. Maybe I can be like her. And because Lowe's rewarded her, maybe I can get a bonus if I try to stop thieves also. Now you're setting, that's not what you want as a company. That's the last thing you want as a company. Now you're probably looking at some of your employees getting murdered, insurance. There's a whole lot of mess there. But my question to you is this. If you're working at Lowe's and the company policy is just, I understand it's aggravating. I know it's you're going restless. Just let it happen. Would you intervene with people that are stealing at your local store? Is is stopping someone from stealing screwdrivers that have nothing to do with you, nothing to do with you. And the company policy is just, just let it go, file the police report, 
it is what it is. What can we do? Would you make a minimum wage if you see some guy come inside, grabs a hammer, grabs a drill, and he's walking out? Are you going to put your life in danger for a company where you're making a minimum wage? Because you never know. You never know what these thieves might have. They might have a gun and shoot you in the face. That's a very real possibility. Now, it's different in if you see someone getting hurt and you want to intervene. That's different, right? But some three people come into your store. They take $2,000 in items. And then they're walking out. Would you intervene? Making minimum wage and facing a real possibility of getting shot in the face or worse. I mean, I don't know what's worse than getting shot in the face, but dying because of those injuries sustained. I don't know. Queso says all that is necessary for the triumph of evil is that good men do nothing. Again, I get it. I get it. Stealing is evil. But what I am saying is, it's to me, it's different. If you see an innocent old woman, you know, some guy is trying to rob her and, you know, whatever, and she's fighting back and now they're coming back and forth, that's different. Now there's a scuffle. The lady could be injured. She could potentially be hurt, whatever the case might be. Maybe just your presence alone would be enough to intimidate the guy because now there's two of you and you're both fighting back. Obviously, the, the reality of you getting shot is still real. But in your head, I think you go into it thinking, this woman is in danger. She cannot defend herself. Let me go help. It's way different scenario than if you watch someone grab a couple of items and walk out of the store. No danger to anyone. No one's life is being threatened. And the company policy is saying, please do not intervene. We can easily replace these things. It's not that big a deal. You see the difference? Nicole says, I chased a guy that stole another woman's purse. Again, that's, I feel like that's, you know what I'm saying? Like that could be a little bit different. Um, okay. Harlot says, nope, not getting fired or hurt for stealing for some rich CEO. <laughs> My own store possibly. Okay. See now again, that I kind of agree with some rich CEO, the owner of Lowe's can afford these things. To him, replacing $2,000 worth of equipment is a simple claim. Lowe's is such a huge franchise, it can afford it. You see what I'm saying? If you are a mom and pop shop and you are living paycheck to paycheck and the police are doing nothing to, ca to ca catch these criminals, these people keep coming into your store, I would make the argument that, yes, it's time to take things into your own hands, whether that's hiring a security guard, being your own security guard, right? having possession of a weapon to defend yourself and your store. If someone comes into steals, that's, you know, that's your property. You are the owner. There is no insurance for you to claim, or they don't, they're not going to cover all of it. And, and the law allows it. So long as the law allows it, you know, Queso says, I used to work at Walmart customer service and saw some shicey stuff. If I knew the merch was stolen and they argued with me, I'd get the manager. There you go. That's like another way of going to it. Um, 
Uh, James said, okay, put it this way. What example are you setting to others, including unbelievers, when you know what the right thing to do is, even if it is stealing, and you don't do anything to stop it? I can maybe see that argument, but are you the store security? Everyone has a job, right? Everyone has a different job, a different role to play at Lowe's or, or a job. I'm assuming this Lowe's probably has a security guard. The security guard's job, because I... At least most Home Depots and Lowe's I've been to, even here in, in my place where it's pretty safe, um, uh, they uh, they have security guards. I've I've seen them all the time. They're, they're roaming around the store, whatever, checking in. It's that person's job. So if you are the cashier, it's not your job. Your job is to notify security and to file the police report. So then what's the case there, James, for example? Right? I'm thinking about this too. Let's say you witness a car crash and you know who's at fault. You know, are you going to go over there and issue a citation to the person or are you going to call the police? And then you're going to tell the police what you saw as a written statement. You can't act on behalf of the police because that's not your job. You don't have the authority to do that. So I don't know. There's a lot of stipulations. I hear what you guys are saying, but is your life worth it? That's That's what I'm asking. If the company policy is just Hey, don't just don't worry about it. We can replace these things easily. And and look, at the end of the day, the per, the per, one of the people are getting arrested. It's like justice is not being served. So it's not because you didn't take action. There's no justice to be served. One person is arrested and the other two have been identified and they're being sought out by the people whose job it is to go out and do these things again. Very different scenario. Very different scenario if you are actively witnessing a crime where a little girl is getting beat or whatever the case might be, and you run over to help. Very different scenario. And I hope I'm making that distinction pretty clear. I don't know. Jamie here says, Anthony, isn't that kind of like don't get involved, just live and let live? Again, you are getting – no, it's not live and let live. For sure not. I mean that's kind of like apples and oranges. Again, the police already captured one. And they're still on the lookout for two. You did your job. It's not like you're staying completely silent. It's not like you're looking at it and you're like, eh, oh, well, who cares? Back to work it is. No, you you try to intervene if you can. You try to stop them. You address them. Hey, you can't do that. Hey, don't, you know, don't steal. What are you doing? You haven't paid for this product, whatever the case may be. You call security. You notify others. Hey, there's people stealing. They're about to, you know, whatever it is, call 911 immediately. And then other interventions of like maybe follow them to the car, write down the license plate number, let the police take care of it. I'm not saying don't get involved, live and let live. That's not what I'm saying at all. Yeah, but okay. So Evan says, but when the loads closes because of the theft, that hurts the entire community. Correct. But Let's be a very honest. It's Lowe's, though. You know what I'm saying? Here's here's the thing. I've seen Targets are also closing down. I, I've seen places that are closing down. As a company, you need to ask yourself: Is it better to is it better to hire private security and even armed security than just completely shut down? And if you're not willing to incur that cost, knowing that theft is up in that place, and you'd rather close down. I mean, personally, I'd spend more on security, personally. Again, so am I to say that's not my job? Someone else should have been 
doing their job? Isn't that like blame displacement? No, because again, you're all collectively working together. One of you is writing down the license plate number. The other view is tracking them. The other view might be writing down, you know, what do they look like? Are they white? Are they black? Are they Hispanic? Are they Asian? Are they young? Are they old? Do they have any identifying tattoos? Things like that. Like those are all things that you can still do as a community of Lowe's workers to come together and like, okay, everyone's safe. We know company policy is not to, you know, try to stop them. We don't want anyone getting fired, which again, she's been reinstated. So good for her, you know, um, but getting punched three times in the face. I mean, I don't know if that's, I don't know. All right. Enough of this one. I think we're going a little bit, hard, but I hear the arguments and I'm just asking the question. I'm not saying what I would do. I'm just posing the question on to you guys. Um, you guys don't want to know what I would do. <laughs> All right. Uh, for one of the last stories that we're going to be talking about here, uh, Charlie Kirk breaking. This was yesterday at almost seven o'clock at night uh, Pacific time. Breaking Speaker McCarthy says House reading for impeachment of Joe Biden. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Quote, this is rising to the level of impeachment inquiry, something we haven't seen since Richard Nixon. Joe Biden used a weaponization of government to benefit his family and deny congressional oversight. So here's that report here for you guys. I'm going to pull it up, let you guys listen to it. That they bribed the Bidens, okay? This was given to the FBI. When Bill Barr finally found out about it, he sent it to his office in Philadelphia. They actually said that this was very credible. The FBI kept this from the IRS individuals for them ever to see it. So not only do they claim that they were bribed, we now find information that 16 out of 17 payments from Romania were provided to the Biden shell companies while he was vice president. When President Biden was running for office, he told the American public that he's never talked about business. He said his family has never received a dollar from China, which we now prove is not true. We now have some of the most credible whistleblowers. These 10-year IRS agents who have come forward said that the Biden family has been treated differently, that what Weiss has told us is different than what Garland and Weiss has told the public. And you're sitting here today where now you have found millions of foreign money, just what the 1023 alleges they did to Biden's family. Now we found that it has funneled through shell companies. If you're sitting in our position today, we would know none of this if Republicans had not taken the majority. We've only followed where the information has taken us. But... Hannity, this is Speaker. rising to the level of impeachment inquiry, which provides Congress the strongest power to get the rest of the knowledge and information needed. Because this president has also used something we have not seen since Richard Nixon, used the weaponization of government to benefit his family and deny Congress the ability to have the oversight. If we are talking about millions of dollars coming from our top geopolitical foes and that the Biden family has been corrupted and, and took in all of this money and he was complicit in that, wouldn't that wouldn't that wouldn't that mean that we have a criminal enterprise uh, in, in, as president of the United States that had to be on every level compromised by countries that are not particularly fond of us? Interesting. Well, it's interesting that the Biden family runs, if they say, a company but never had an office and shell companies to be able to pay through. 
But if they really ran it for foreign countries, why didn't you get money from France, from Germany, from UK? Why does it have to be from China, Romania, um, in these countries that have real challenges and had problems going through? I believe we will follow this all the way to the end, and this is going to rise to an impeachment inquiry the way the Constitution tells us to do this, and we have to get the answers to these questions. In the words of John Dean, a malignant cancer now is surrounding the Biden presidency, and those walls are closing awfully tight. Uh, this is not going the way I'm sure they wanted it to. And then we have on the other side of it, the assistance of the DOJ and the FBI. That's Jim Jordan's committee. Uh, Mr. Speaker, thank you. So there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, real quick note, Mr. James Pineda, thank you so much. This is turning uh, for the five dollars. This is for turning on the green, uh, the green light today. I appreciate it, Home Slice. It's still green, by the way, and it's so funny because this message is green, as you guys can clearly see. It's more like a lime, like a key. Now I want key lime pie. That's some good stuff right there. Uh, but uh, I think this is just the beginning. I've been telling you guys this is going to happen. I know a lot of people said, oh, this is not I, I get it, you know, to some extent. Um, I do believe that he will be impeaching the House. That is my prediction as of right now. Uh, from what I understand, all you need is a simple majority. Uh, you don't need a uh, 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 super majority, meaning you don't need two thirds of Congress to vote to impeach a president. You just need a simple majority, which the Republicans do hold. So in theory, from everything I've gathered, not trying to be fake news, is he could be impeached at the House level, but then it goes to the Senate, where I do think it's going to die. I just don't see uh, Senate Democrats going into an election year impeaching their very own. And I think this is all leading up to, and I've said this before, what this is leading up to is President Biden essentially just stepping down uh, because of all the chaos that's happening lately. This is CNN Politics. McCarthy makes most direct impeachment threat against Biden to date it says here speaker kevin mccarthy suggested the house republicans may be approaching the point where they'd pursue an impeachment investigation into president joe biden the california republicans most explicit threat of impeaching the president to date quote we've only followed where the information has taken us but hannity this is rising to the level of impeachment inquiry which provides congress the strongest power to get the rest of the knowledge and information needed mccarthy told fox news sean hannity on monday as we just watched McCarthy's comments come amid a series of congressional investigations in the Republican-led House that have targeted Biden, his administration, and his family members. Most prominently, his son Hunter, House Republicans have demanded most prominently his son Hunter, period. House Republicans have demanded that U.S. Attorney David Weiss, a Donald Trump appointee, answer questions about allegations from two IRS whistleblowers that the tax investigation in the Hunter Biden criminal probe was tainted by political interference claims Weiss and Attorney General Merrick Garland denied. Hunter Biden has agreed to plead guilty to two federal tax, tax misdemeanors as part of a plea deal. So again, things are ramping up. I posted this over on my telegram. Isn't it weird that there's all these allegations, all these whistleblowers, all these people coming forward against Joe Biden, implicating him in the Burisma, implicating him in foreign dealings with foreign governments, private companies overseas, uh, when he claimed he didn't. And now you got Speaker McCarthy using the I word. Mm, impeachment. Very, very interesting. Now, again, I do believe that they're going to get to the bottom of this. If 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 Republicans are good at anything, they're pretty good with investigations. They're not good with following through 
with investigations, meaning usually things don't happen the way they do, but at least they're really good at getting the truth out through these congressional hearings, committee hearings, subpoenas, investigations, so on and so forth. Um, so I'm very interested to see where this goes. I do believe that at the end of the day, um, oh, it kind of looks like I'm part of the stream right there. Wait, let me see. Oh, that's too high. There. Now it's like we're all we're all there. Um, but I do believe that what's going to happen at the end of this is I believe Joe Biden will be impeached. Obviously, I don't think it'll pass the Senate. Very highly unlikely there. Uh, but I also believe that this eventually leads to Joe Biden stepping down, say, going before the nation and saying, due to recent events, due to my health, due to the problems that I'm having with my family, obviously not in those words, I'm going to be stepping down and I'm going to be taking care of my family. I've served long enough. Thanks to the nation. We recovered the economy. We accomplished more in my first two years than any president ever in history because of the pandemic recovery, et cetera, et cetera. And I, I, and I do believe that that's what's going to happen. Um, personally, I think he's going to be stepping down, uh, but only time will tell. Obviously I will keep you guys updated uh, with that. Um, and then we'll go from there. Uh, Karina says, I mean, Trump was impeached twice and what actually happened? Nothing. Exactly. Uh, he finished out his, uh, term but the impeachment of trump and the reasoning was such a joke so who knows yeah of course and here's the thing is i don't think this impeachment is actually like a joke i don't think it's anything to be yawning about i think that these claims are very real i don't think that Demo a gay democrat would be um you know putting his life on the stake uh understanding how the deep state works um if they didn't have credible evidence if they didn't truly believe what they believed uh, this is to me, in my opinion, and then again, this is just an objective take, not because I'm a Republican registered, not because I'm a conservative, um, not because I vote Republican. But I do believe that Republicans, if they're good on anything, is that when they make allegations like this, they follow it through. They lay down the foundation of the truth um, and as best to their ability. Sometimes you have like the MTGs just kind of shouting random crap at all times. And just steering the party, you know, in, into cons crazy conspiracies and stuff like that. But what I do appreciate, at least of of the oversight at the Republican side, is that it seems like they always make sure their their ducks are in order. At least to the, you know, not trying to generalize. I'm sure there's times where they where they overdo it, whatever the case might be. Um, but for this case, it looks like everything is panning out. It looks like the evidence is there. The sources are credible. It's looking more and more like the deep state goes even deeper than we thought. FBI is not included. DOJ is not included. Corruption. The IRS is not included. So only time will tell. But like I said, I do believe that um, if he is impeached, it would be rightfully so. I think there's a lot of scandals around Joe Biden. And I've also believed uh, for quite a while now that the reason why we're even hearing about this levels of corruption and what is going on with the Biden family is because they're trying to uh, essentially come after Donald Trump and sacrifice Joe Biden in the process so that people can believe that the justice system is equal. But that's just not my belief. Um, and then talking about the state of the country, uh, I, I saw this pretty uh, video today and it kind of just broke my heart. Um, I, I saw it over on uh, Instagram. I shared it. Um, and this is, a, I believe, a Marine from uh, World War II. And then at the bottom, we have kind of the state of of affairs in our in in our modern society and um 
It's just what he has to say. I am so upset that the things we did, the things we fought for, and the boys have died for, it's all going down the drain. Our country's going to hell in a handbasket. We haven't got the country we had when I was raised. Not at all. Nobody will have the fun I had. Nobody will have the opportunity I had. Damn, bro. Right in the freaking fields, man. You know? So, again, here he is in the top, just kind of talking about, like, what was the point of World War II? What was the point of dying? What was the point of all the men that died? Look at society today. And then at the bottom, I guess this is like TikTok. I'm not sure. There's like this new craze on TikTok. Um, or I don't know what this, I don't know if this is, but it's like you you donate and then you can donate for people to do it's not, but I also don't really give a crap if it's not because I don't care about this uh to that extent. Um, but like if you post like a taco. Like the girl will say like, mm, thank you for the taco. But like they have to be like constantly moving. So they're like doing like this thing. So like people like post a taco or they'll donate and then you can put like the emoji of whatever you want. So they'll it'll be like a taco and they'll be like, mm, delicious taco. And then like if someone else does a taco. So like sometimes you'll have like seven tacos in a row, like emojis being donated. It's like a dollar each. So you just made like seven dollars. It's like, mm, delicious taco, mm, delicious taco. Mm, delicious taco thank you mm, delicious taco. and then you got to do it for the amount of times that the people donated that's freaking insane man you know um and then they've got like other things too like little dances that they can do like they'll put like a cowboy hat and the and the girl has to like do like oh like rodeo is my favorite or i don't know what the heck it is but then this girl's got like elf ears and stuff like that like check this out man what the heck even is this bro you know check this out this girl's got elf ears. Oh, it's not letting me do it. Okay. Now I can do it. Look at this. She's got elf ears. <laughs> I don't know what kind of like uh, crazy stuff that is. Elf fandom, I guess. I don't know. I want to see. Can I? Let me, let me see if I can quickly. Let me see. Uh, TikTok trend. Plus elf ears? I don't know. Uh, TikTok trend. I don't know. I'm pretty sure it's TikTok. I don't know what platform that is. Po post those on there. That's pretty funny. Oh, I think this is it. Let me see. To your daddy, y'all let him talk to his dad, please. Please, hey. oh, 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 oh. thank you for the glasses. Listen, your daddy is talking. What's good, boss? Hey, I don't think that's it. Oh, okay, this is the one. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Hey, hi, yes. You got me feeling like this, yes, yes, yes. Mm, ice cream, so good. Oh, thank you, baby. You got me feeling like a robot, but 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 bugging. Huh, huh, meow, meow, meow. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Hey, hi, yes. You got me feeling like yes, 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 yes. Meow, meow, meow. It says, is this woman making a statement on where we are today as a society, thinly cloaked as a TikTok trend? Oh, so it is TikTok. Oh, here's another one. 
Mm, ice cream so good. Oh, what is that? Mm, ice cream so good. Oh, fire. Yes, 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 yes. Balloon. Fire. Mm, ice cream so good. Oh, thank you, baby. This is so cute. Oh, thank you, P. I love you. Yes, yes, yes. Mm, ice cream so good. Fire. Oh, oh. Gang, gang. Gang, gang. Gang, gang. Fire, fire. Gang, gang. Gang, gang. Hee ha, yes. You got me feeling like a cowgirl. Let me write it, huh? Ra, ra. Ra, ra. Mm, ice cream so good. Oh, what is so that? So this girl's name is Pinky, mm, Ice cream though? so good. Ooh. Oh, no. They got the guys doing it now, too? I haven't seen the guys do it. No way. Keep tapping the live. <laughs> um, the, um, 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 it had no ketchup, L. We love ketchup. Um, um, esquite, esquite. Oh my gosh. Thank you for the hearts. Processing, processing, loading. Yes, my ears are fake. I bought them from Etsy.com. This is the Hurrah AI. This is the Hurrah AI. Let's go, let's go, let's go. Hi, Christina. Hello, Auntie. I love you. I 93,000 people are tuned into this. Oh, no. 93,000 likes on TikTok. She's got 3,000 people tuned into this, bro. Love gummy bears. Yummy. Yum, 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 yum. So good. Brianna, butterflies, they're beautiful. Let's see what your cards say for you in the future. The Queen of Cups, you're ruling your own emotions, but you're feeling them for others too. Wow, flowers. Wow. No, not the Muslims, bro. Not the Muslims too. Nah. No one's safe. Wow, flowers. Wow, flowers. Hello. Welcome to the Hearst AI Hijabi. Hello. Welcome to the first AI Hijabi. Hello. Welcome to the first AI Hijabi. 500 people are watching that live, bro. No. Mmm, I love gummies. Big hug. That's a lot of meat. <laughs> I need to go back to my therapist. Yeah, I would agree. You need to go back to your therapist. Probably the most. <laughs> I need to go back to my therapist. Bro. And she's got the cat ears? I thought those were like little bubbles on the thing. Mm. She's wearing cat ears. I love gummies. Big hug. That's a lot of meat. She's got 5,400 followers and she's got over 100,000 likes on that stream. And you got to remember, from what I understand, in order to get these people to do something, you have to donate to the action. So if you want her to like eat a taco on the stream, Gosh, that's horrible what I, the hell I just said. That's terrible. You know what I mean. The taco emoji 
right? If you want her to pretend that she's eating a hard shell taco, that's not any better. If you want her to pretend to eat food, you have to donate to that piece of food. Bro, that's insane. Strife, it says, are you sure that these aren't the end of times? You know what, man? After watching this, it might very well be. Man. And now it makes more sense watching this guy right here. I'm going to play it one more well, time. Upset. The, the things we did, the things we fought for, and the boys have died for, it's all going down the drain. Our country's going to hell in a handbasket. We haven't got the country we had when I was raised. Not at all. Nobody will have the fun I had. Nobody will have the opportunity I had. It's just not the same. That's not what I was. That's not what they died for. Dude, this girl has got 13,000 people watching her, and she has to try to put up with all these little – she has to do whatever the people tell her to do. If there's a hot dog, you have to say, mmm, delicious hot dog. If there's a rose, you have to pretend to smell the rose. Bro. <sighs> Deep, man. Deep. Anyway, I've actually thought a lot about um, maybe like one stream, one stream uh, a week. Maybe we can make it like Vaquero Fridays. Maybe we can turn Fridays into watching the most asinine and insane and stupid videos we could find on the Internet. Not an SFWs. Uh, not suitable for work videos. Um, but, you know, like videos like this where we're just like, all laughing together and crying together and just in shock together. Maybe that's what I'll do. Fridays, we wear the suit, we wear the cowboy hat, and all we do is like live react to the stupidity that is our country today, man. You know? I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Maybe. Maybe. Um, just to let you know, though, you guys are all excited about me wearing cowboy hats on Fridays. It's not going to be cheap. That much I will tell you. There's going to be a threshold. Uh, that we need to meet before the cowboy hat goes on. So the cowboy hat will be probably back here. And then there's a certain donation threshold we have to meet before it comes. It won't be a lot. I, I was thinking like 10 bucks or something. You know what I mean? Which you guys usually do 10 bucks on a normal day anyway. But uh, it'll just hopefully incentivize people um, to ask more questions or just send me videos. I don't know. Is that something you guys are interested in? You know? uh on on doing maybe like fridays i don't know maybe not the entire one hour but maybe we can just kind of like lay back and relax on fridays monday through thursday we'll go ahead and do um news breaking news if there's something super breaking that friday maybe we can open it up with like 20 30 minutes of news and then the last half hour you guys just send me like the stupidest videos that you guys can find and we just do we just sit here we cry we laugh we live we love isn't that how it goes on oh, no. a live, laugh, love, live, love, laugh, the live, laugh, and the wolf, off. What the heck? And then maybe we'll do that. All right, guys. 
I'm going to go ahead and wrap it up here. If you haven't already, make sure you hit that like button. Make sure you hit that subscribe button. Merchandise down in the links down below. Promo code FREEDOM. Get your 10% off. If you're a subscriber, you get that 15% off. Uh, for those of you in the book club, I will see you guys tonight at 7 p.m. And without further ado, I bid you guys farewell. Have a good rest of your Tuesday. Um, that is very millennial of me. Very millennial of me. Um, what what's millennial the live reactions or the live laugh love i think either one right um and then you guys have a good one all right guys god bless see you guys tomorrow god willing take care guys have a blessed day